Boo. You think I'm a good girl? Just wait and see. I put the fun in funeral. We're bad girls. This is what we do. I'm what psychiatrists call alpha female. Eh, you shot pretty well for a boy. I'm the girl that's going to save your life. I can and I will. I can and I will. I can and I will. I'll take a bite out of you. Beware the signs. Welcome back to our Christmas Eve episodes of Sirens of Horror. I am always your mistress of darkness, Ella Evella, along with Ash Vicious. And uh, sadly, Mina Macabre is not here. She was supposed to like Skype in. Then she said she saw like some kid get really angry and rip up a note. And they tossed it out the window. And then there was like that weird storm cloud in the distance. And then all the lights went off. It was really odd. Oh, wait. Oh, no. What? Wait. No, it can't be. Can't be what? You don't think he got her, do you? He who? Krampus. <gasps> Krampus. Dun, dun, dun. Also, our Christmas Eve episode, we will be covering Krampus. One of my absolute favorites. It's like my on my top list of new Christmas movies I have to watch. Absolutely. Every year. I, I also love, uh, I think it's like Christmas Horror Story or something. That's another really fun one. Oh yeah, that's a good one too. The, the Mall Santa. It's great. <laughs> but tonight we're going to be covering uh, Krampus, which has, of course, like a main reason I watched it. It's also like a horror film and it's also amazing director. The director that actually did Krampus also did Trick or Treat. Oh, one of your favorites, Yes, which one of my favorites. Like, I love Sam with, like, all of my little heart. And actually, apparently there's a scene uh, when he's looking at the Christmas candy, or his <laughs> Halloween candy to give to um, the kids, that uh, you actually see Sam's lollipop with the bite mark taken out of it. Oh, yeah. I did not actually realize that when I watched it. That was an IMDb fact. Huh. I, didn't, I did not notice that. I'm not that perceptive. You didn't really, you weren't like, I know that Easter egg. That Easter egg was put in there for a reason. You're just like, you looked it up after the fact, you're like, oh, that was an Easter egg. Neat. Neat. And then I was like, oh God, he created Trick or Treat. Ah, because I did notice though, when I first watched it, when they talk about the snow warnings, Mm -hmm. one of the towns is the town from Trick or Treat. Hmm. Yeah. So I did notice that Easter egg the first (laughs) time. Did not notice the Trick or Treat lollipop, which is like a sin. (laughs) Because I have so many different versions of that lollipop. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so Krampus. Krampus came out in 2015. Oh, the film's only, only three years old. Oh, it's a wee bobby of a film. Mm-hmm. A wee lamb. Yeah, I believe, like, and when it first came out in theaters, I was like, oh my god, this movie looks amazing. I have to go see it. And I think I think it, like, saw it, like, twice in theaters. Oh, that's awesome. So, uh, yeah, we didn't watch this until, like, two years ago. Because Josh and I had just, like, a polar flu one weekend right before Christmas. We ended up watching Krampus, American Horror, or Christmas Horror Story, um, Rare Exports, and like a few other in that like Christmas genre. Because like I don't know what's happened over the last four years, but there are so many like horror Santa films out now. Mm-hmm. And after Krampus, there there's there's Mother Krampus, there's like Actually, so I many think Krampus Mother ones. Krampus might have come out. Before? Before. Because oh, it's just wow. like it was a like straight to video thing yeah i saw oh, the no. trailer for it and i was 2017 like, so it came out after okay 
Yeah, I feel like Krampus really started the the, the Christmas horror kind of revitalization. Mm-hmm. Because so much stuff has come out in the past, like, three years. And some of it is good. Most is not. Yeah. <laughs> I've watched a few films over the course of this month that are just, like... I did end up watching Mother Krampus, and it's not... It's not a good film. <laughs> it's really silly and really just, like, what... Apparently Daisy agrees with you. Okay, she's like sniffing the ground, being a weirdo. Um, But I've noticed a lot, like kind of a silly amount of Christmas horror films. Yeah. Like, is the horror genre attempting to like bypass Hallmark? Because that's not happening. No, I don't think it's doing, it's trying to do that. I think it's just, you know, if there are people who are like, like us who are like we want to watch a christmas movie but we don't want to watch a christmas movie where it's like you know like shit like santa baby or like the stuff that you see on on the abc family or like the christmas prince like i don't want to watch that shit okay i will admit i got sick this month and watched Watched the christmas prince and it is hilariously bad (laughs) like it was not a film that i was like into but i was like it was so bad. I was calling it. Yeah, like you. I was like, like and now, and now he's gonna take her slaying up. Oh, now he's going to show, show a side yeah. of his humanity that, like, it was. But so... you're, you're, see, you're not watching it because you're like, oh, I'm gonna fall in love with the prince and that whole love story about a prince falling in love with a commoner and blah 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 on the, the the stuff on Christmas. Oh my god, and I'm gonna cry. You're watching it because you're sick, and then you're sitting there criticizing it. Yeah, like. I mystery science theater, the Christmas yeah. Prince, so hard. It was great. Josh was just playing video games, like, <laughs> being like, are you having fun? I'm like, actually, yes. But yeah, like, you know, we aren't the type of people that are going to watch that stuff for the sake of enjoying it. We are the type of people who are going to watch shit like Krampus and Black Christmas. Oh, that was terrible. Okay, the original's good, and yeah, okay, like, we'll, we'll, do that, yeah. we'll do that next year. And next um, year's Christmas list will be much more refined, <laughs> I promise. <laughs> And, you know, stuff like Better Watch Out. Hell, Gremlins. Yes, I always forget that Gremlins... Gremlins is one of my favorite Christmas movies to watch. I always forget that Gremlins takes place over Christmas. One note I also realized, Never Ending Story 2 takes place over Christmas. It does! I forgot about that. Because yeah. it has the whole scene at the mall. Mm-hmm. Because I was looking up, I was like, oh, what other films, like, take place during Christmas? And it was Never Ending Story 2, and I was like... <gasps> Also, I don't want to watch it. Though, if you want to know the most horrific thing, mm-hmm. the most horrific thing in any Christmas film. So, the Muppet Christmas Carol, they have a song in it. And it's Belle Scrooge's ex-girlfriend. Oh, okay, has a yeah. song. Mm-hmm. And it was pulled from every production of the Muppet Christmas Carol. Because it, it, it was defined as too depressing. They pulled a song that was too depressing, and we watched it last year. And I remembered the song. It was a very pretty song. But I was seven and had never fallen in love or really had big girl emotions. So we decided, we're watching it. I go to Josh. I'm like, I want to watch this song. Josh is just sitting. Don't do it. Don't do it. And I, of course, didn't listen. And I listened to it. And I fucking cried. (laughs) It is the most heart-ripping-out song I have ever heard in my life. (laughs) 
the entire, I think the name song is Now That Love Is Gone. He, she's singing it to Scrooge, and the very last verse, mm-hmm. Scrooge sings along. Like, he's remembered this conversation for 40 years. Oh, it's so like older Scrooge is singing along. With, with, with young Belle. Oh, no. Like, 40 years later, he still remembers the last words she said to him. And, of course, it's Sir Michael Caine. So Michael Caine is also just crying. Oh, and Grandpa. Mike, Michael Caine is crying. Oh, Grandpa, and don't Belle cry. is crying. Oh, God. And then all of a sudden, you're on the floor in a puddle of tears and misery. Oh, God. So if I can give you one piece of advice for this holiday season before we actually get into the movie Krampus, do not listen to the song now that the love is gone. It will tear you apart. That is not good horror, that is emotional torment. Yeah, pretty much. But to get into Krampus now that we've gone over our little holiday films, uh, Ash, you want to give us a brief synopsis since it is one of your faves? It is. So, you know, like every Christmas movie, it starts out with a... I don't Black, I think it's supposed to be Black Friday. Yeah, like Black... I don't know if it's Black Friday. I think it's like... Maybe the day before Christmas? It's the day before... It's like the day before Christmas Eve. Oh, God. So everyone is just flooding through the mall. There's, like, just chaos happening. What song are they playing? It's like a really happy Christmas song. I remember laughing about it. Yeah, it's one of, like, the classic Christmas... Like, happy Christmas songs. Yeah, Um, because the film, the beginning scene has taught us one thing. Thank you, God, for Amazon. Yeah, you don't have to deal with that shit. Nope. <laughs> Buy the presents online, get them shipped to your door, boom. But there is one really cool thing in the very beginning. There's some, like, big-ass, like, female security guard just dragging these two guys, and I was <laughs> laughing about it so hard. I was like, get him, bitch. <laughs> and I wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't say he's necessarily a star, star of the film, but he's the kid that, you know, the plot kind of revolves around. Max. Max, yeah. Um, Max is having a little bit of you know, Christmas grumps, if you will. His family does never gets along. He never gets, he used to get along with his sister, but now his sister's like, I'm too cool for you. I've got my boyfriend, Steve, or whatever the fuck his name is. I think you're actually correct. I think it is Steve. <laughs> Probably is. You know, I've got my boyfriend, Steve. I don't care Steve, about- Steve, Luke, Chris, Josh. <laughs> We're not engaged slash married to two people with those names. Nope, not, not at, at all. all. <laughs> um... And so he's, you know, he's, he writes a letter to Santa. He's like, I want my, you know, family to be together for Christmas. And then something happens. Um, it's, it's, so he comes home from the play where he got into a fight with another kid. Yeah. Because another kid was trying to tell the younger kids that Santa wasn't real. Right. And he, uh, starts speaking to his Omi, his nice little, uh, German grandmother. And she, she reinforces, like, it's going to be okay and everything. And then you find out his uh, his mom's sister is coming. Um, and they all come. And they are just the worst family. They are not only the worst family, they are also very redneck. Like, they even make a comment to, um, what's the sister's name? The Linda. They even, you know, oh no, uh, Grace is the sister, Linda's the mom, I think. Yeah. Um, they make a comment to Grace about how she ran away and had a shotgun wedding. Yeah, and they, there's really awkward dinner conversation about, like, 
well, when is it time to have a conversation about guns? I think everybody should have a gun. I've got a gun right here. And, and they have a, a line that I just, I, I laughed at because I was trying, it was, uh, they were discussing ham. We don't have a Christmas ham. It's like, are you turning into a Jew? <laughs> I was like, do I bite some? How, how do you turn into a Jew? I, you know what? I think, I think it's kind of, it's spread like the zombie virus. So if you bite a bunch of people. They turn into They turn into Jews. Yeah, that is very inaccurate because I have bitten you and most of my friends. Well, I was already a Jew to begin with. Okay, then I'm slowly turning Southern California Jewish all on my drunken self. <laughs> what we're going to do is we're going to have Pamela a f- few shots of whiskey and release her into a heavily populated area. And see how many people she can turn into Jews. He doesn't turn into a Jew. Um, and he's got uh, the baby... That I don't remember the baby's name, but they fucking leave the baby in the car. Yep, they leave the baby in the car. I mean, and that whole that whole side of that family is fucked up. The two the two sisters are like Jordan and Stevie. Jordan and Stevie, and they're just like, well, they big. make they make they're, the joke that their dad wanted sons. Yeah, their dad wanted sons, so he's basically raised these two girls to be guys, like. They're completely tomboyish. They're super big. They're both on the wrestling team. Well, they're not even just, like, boys. They're, like... They're, like, they're complete butch. Which I don't have... No problem if you're butch. Like... That's cool. You do you. But I feel like they were... They had no choice in the matter. No, no, no. Dad was like, I wanted sons. Your girls, you're gonna be... Camo-wearing, gun-wielding. You're 13, here's a beer. Yeah, like, that. that's exactly what they were. And then you have their brother. Howie Jr., who never speaks. Nope, he just sits there and eats like a fat kid. Yeah. Because he is. Because then, like, there's a scene in the beginning where Max is talking to him, and he's just, like, opening and closing his mouth like a fucking guppy. And I was like, does he speak? Nope. And I, I watched the whole film, and every time they got close to him, I felt like I was like, speak, speak, open your mouth, why can't you speak? <laughs> He just chews. Well, he chewed the wrong thing at the end. Also, I have no issue now biting the heads off gingerbread men. Not that I ever did, but I feel like after watching this film, eating a gingerbread man is really satisfying. Mm-hmm. Those little fuckers were mean. Yes, they were. Um, so, the end of dinner, where, like, the two sisters are just being absolutely massive cunts to Max, he goes upstairs and rips up the note to Santa... Throws it out the window. And throws it out the window. And in a swirl of, uh, as Josh pointed out, that's not how physics work. <laughs> oh, Josh. We, we love you. He's such a fucking raising claw. Um, it goes up and everything, and then the storm rolls in and the lights go out because, like, you know. At any point, I'm sorry, if your sky immediately goes black and, like, all your power goes out, Grab every weapon. Yeah. This does not end well. Um, so yeah, so then all of the power goes out, and they're all freezing, and they have no hot water, and everyone's kind of being a bitch and an asshole, and, you know, families aren't getting together, and Beth decides she's gonna go check on her boyfriend. She's like, no, he's not returning my text. I'm gonna go check on my man. Make sure my man okay. We, we, saw, we saw him in the first thing with, like, a Santa ball. He's not the brightest. Yeah. Yeah, she was, like, you know, Facebook messaging, video, video chat, chat, whatever. style. Yeah. And he's sitting there smoking a Santa bong. So, yeah, he's definitely not the brightest Christmas light on the cord. 
I want to use that now so much over the next week. Day. <laughs> I have one day to use this joke. I now must insult everyone I know. You are not the brightest Christmas light on the cord. What? Shut up, this is my insult for my Christmas day. <laughs> Throw um, down my cup of eggnog. <laughs> Um, but there is, like, a really, while Beth is out, there's, like, this really sweet scene between Grace and, I literally, he's the only character I didn't write down his name, I think his name, his name is Ben. Adam Scott is Ben, he's Ben from Parks and Recs. And, and he's he is, Ben in this. And he is hot and he is sexy. And we, yeah, we just, I, I, we, in our notes, we just refer to him as sexy, because that's, that's, that's who he is. is. Like, I do not write Adam Scott, you are Adam Scott in different roles, playing things where I, I constantly go between wanting to rip your shirt off and wanting you to rip my shirt off. Pretty much. That's exactly how I feel about Adam Scott, too. Yeah, I just, I, I, I want to make love with him in front of a fireplace. On a bearskin rug. Yeah, that's, see. With, no. a, with that, with the Texas beer. Yes. See, most men that I find attractive to, I've got like, oh, you're, you're dark and handsome and brooding. Like, Adam Scott is legitimately like, you are like, t- to coin the joke, what is this shirt made out of? Husband material, that is Adam Scott. Yeah. Everything Adam Scott wears is husband material. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much. He's perfect. Uh, but him and his wife have that cute little scene where they're, like, cuddling in front of the, the window and they're watching for Beth. And they're like, I miss you. I miss you, too. I was like, oh, I love, like... The, your fucking sister and her family are a bunch of fucking psychos, but, but this you guys like is good. Yeah, like they have you know, they have their issues. Like I think they both were like hard hard working parents, so they never yeah. actually got to spend a lot of time together. So like they're like we actually get to spend time together right now. And I, I kinda you. like it and I miss you and it's all romantic and adorable. I was like, Oh my god. Yeah, it felt very it felt very genuine. Yeah. It felt very much like Aw. Um, so then we go off to Beth. And Beth is the first one to see Krampus. He starts doing the, the hoppy from Yeah, the, he's hopping from roof to roof, yeah. And she hides below, like, a FedEx truck. And, uh, you, you get the feet, and then you get our first look at our first evil toy. You don't see it go evil, but you get the evil jack-in-the-box. Yep. And then you just hear screaming and death. Um, the second death I actually wrote down was Lucinda, which is the name of his Hummer. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Just because of how upset he is over the death Lucinda! I was like, you are way too invested in your Hummer, dude. Well, he's a redneck. I'll admit, if I could have any car, like, this only counts if I live someplace where I could use it. I currently live in Southern California. But if I live in, like, Oregon or Montana or someplace like that, I want the first edition Hummer. Because you can go six feet underwater with that fucker. Nice. Yeah. All right. I'll give him props for having Lucinda, but and That still. wasn't a first edition Hummer. Oh, it wasn't? No. Okay. That's one of those shiny new ones. I oh, the... then never mind. Fuck Lucinda. I want the first edition, <laughs> because, like, I get that. I'm going, like, into the wild, like, <laughs> Pam's gone on a hunting trip and hasn't been home in a few days style. <laughs> Is it before or after Junior dies that Omi does her little speech? I think it's after. Yeah, it's after, because by that point... They're all curled up on the couch. The girls are watching, like, some sort of Christmas movie. You know, it's just, like, the music, because you have, like... Yeah, that's right. It goes through the Christmas, like, because... Oh, also, the most dramatic use of subtitles. For the first third of the film, everything Omi says has subtitles. Is in German, yeah. But they, they, they still give you subtitles. Yeah, they give you subtitles. 
And then randomly when, like, Krampus shows up, apparently the power and the subtitles go out. Because mm-hmm. all of a sudden Omi has no more subtitles. And it is left to Max and Sexy to give dialogue for her in the most, like, dramatic way possible. <laughs> but I just remember being like, why are the subtitles gone? Yeah. But um, as you were saying, so, you know, at this point, we all know something is happening. Well, and we, we've seen, like, shadows of Krampus. Yeah. we. I mean, we we as the audience know that Krampus is there. We also watched a film named Krampus. Right. But <laughs> the characters don't still don't really understand quite what is happening. No, all they know is, like, Beth is missing. Uh, something destroyed the car. Yeah. And I think that's about it. Yeah. That's one of the things that have really happened. They haven't seen... They didn't, um... Because Beth's the only one that sees them running from roof to roof. Mm-hmm. And, um... So, Omi... Or no, so Max, I think he asks Omi, he's like what's what's happening like i don't know what's happening and she then tells proceeds to tell them the story of krampus or how that comes after because uh all she says in the beginning is keep the fire hot oh that's right because at that point she's like okay i know what this is she knows what's going on so everybody goes to bed and the fire finally goes down and junior wakes up and there's like a uh no it's so the fire goes out the music on the iPad dies, d- dies because the battery it's dies. So dramatic. Yeah. Because you see, it's like, it goes, like, shows 1%, and then, like, the fire goes out, then a candle goes out, and then, uh... And then the picture of the Yule log on the iPad goes out, because it, there was a visual. It wasn't oh, just, it was like... Oh, the Yule log. Yeah, it was the Yule log. Yule log, la la. And then, uh, the hook comes down. Yep. With the little gingerbread man. And, of course, Junior in his uh-huh. fat kid... I will Fatness. admit that, that that gingerbread man really did look good. <laughs> he looked really fluffy and tasty. Yeah, and you know, like, just like, hmm, I want to eat you. But also, I would not eat anything hanging from a hook in a fireplace. Yeah. I like my cookies on a plate. Mm-hmm. I tend to have a very strong opinion of I do not eat things that appear out of nowhere. I've watched Alice in Wonderland a lot. I have the tattoo. We both know what happens when you eat and drink things that are randomly put in front of you. Right. Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> Apparently, this kid needed to watch a little bit more Alice in Wonderland. So, Junior eats the cookie and then gets wrapped up and everybody wakes up in the huff and, like, Grace is trying to grab him and, like, the husbands are trying to grab Grace and eventually Junior goes up, up, and away. Yep. Bye-bye, and- Junior. And that's when Omi relights the fire mm-hmm. and then tells the story because yeah. it's after somebody's gone. And that, the visuals in the story. Oh my god, I fucking loved it so much. I, that, that scene alone was probably one of my absolute favorite scenes this entire movie. It had, um, did you ever watch what, it was a short film by Tim Burton called Vincent? Yes! It very much felt like Vincent it did. by Tim Burton. Yep. Before Burton started doing those very, um... Claymation. The te- well, he does it not so much in the claymation, but in a lot of his things, he does, like, the teardroppy faces. Mm-hmm. Uh, where, if, like, original Burton was a little bit more circular. You see it a little bit more in Nightmare and stuff like that, where it's yeah. just the round face. Mm-hmm. And that had a very, uh, uh, Vincent feel to it. Yeah, and I just, like, the visuals alone on that, and, like, hearing only 
tell them the story of... It wasn't necessarily the story of Krampus. Because that's the first time we hear her speak English. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't necessarily the story of Krampus, but it was how she discovered Krampus. Yeah, and it was... uh... Like, there was a a depression going on in Germany, and, like, I think the Nazis were... I I don't think they particularly mentioned... uh, Also, I think it's Austria. I think it's not German. I think it's Austria. Yeah, you're right. It's Austria. Yeah, it's us, but... uh... But yeah, so, like, the depression was going on in Austria. There wasn't a no lot of food, food for everybody. And The she... whole idea is, I think it, uh, that, that was what kind of had it tied back into me before we go into the rest of the, the background, was because when I was first watching it, the first time I saw it, I was like, what the fuck, it's one goddamn kid, you know, that, like, causes all this. And then by, when I was watching it the second time, I realized it's really more of, like, the group, like the, because it's the town in Austria, so it's the idea, like, the idea is, like, you saw all the, the first scene is happening in his town, because it's the people rushing in, and eventually you see Max in the play in the back of the store. So, obviously, this is how people are acting throughout the entire town. Yeah, so it's not necessarily just Max's doing, like... It's the idea of when an entire town, an entire group, loses the the joy and the sacrifice and the the goodwill towards man. Yeah. Is that... Because the first time I watched it, I was like, what the fuck? Just because one goddamn kid ripped up a fucking note, you're going to kill an entire town? And on my second watch, I was like... Oh, yeah. it's the and, loss of the good... Okay, I get it. Krampus, yeah. you're a little bit less of a drama queen. <laughs> um, but yeah, and like, she kind of tells that in the story, too. Yeah. Like, people were fighting for food, and it kind of... It shows that whole... In the cartoon of her story, it kind of reminisces that scene in the beginning at the mall. Yeah, people And you just see her attacking. just in the background, just like... What's happening? I just want a little piece of bread. With her little, like, adorable Santa. It was and so it was just, sad. and her Santa drops and was like, oh, poor, poor Omi. Omi, no! You're too good for this world, Omi. Which is why her death was, like, was the worst. Oh, uh, no, I still, I feel, still think Sexy's death for me was the worst. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, emotionally, like, story, story-wise and emotionally. Well, because she defends. Yeah, like, she, she defends against the family. She's like, I will... Oh, it's yeah, so I will sacrifice myself for my family. Like you came, you're don't don't take my my take, grandson. Take me. Take you me. want oh, me. It's so beautiful. But so the whole scene is just gorgeous. And uh, in the beginning, so they have this beautiful scene. And it's explained where Krampus is, and they start boarding up the windows and locking the doors. And now back in the beginning of the film, her bitch of a sister and husband had brought in this giant sack that was yep. left outside their door. And she, uh, during the attack on Junior, a uh, log got knocked away and lit the Christmas tree on fire. Like, burned a bunch of presents. So at this point, Linda and Howard, and kind of to a degree Dorothy, kind of start to become decent people. Yeah. Oh, we forgot to mention Aunt Dorothy, who is the most fucking badass aunt in the world. She's a fucking bitch. The first half of the film, the second half, that's when she gets badass put in front of her. Um, but, like, what I kind of liked about that, like, thing of after JR kind of goes down is, like, 
they they humanize these characters so mm-hmm. quickly. Like you actually do care about Linda and you care about Howard and you not so much Stevie and uh Jordan. Yeah. Uh, I don't really think I ever particularly like those two. Um, but so, uh, the, the sack comes to life, and then you get the attacks by Christmas presents from hell! Um, we've also decided next year for our Christmas wreath, I'm going to do a Krampus Christmas wreath, and I'm going to do little versions of all the toys on my Christmas wreath. Nice. Because when the, the angel thing flies oh, in. Oh, God, the angel thing. That thing was so creepy. Because it flew into my room. So there. No, I got it. This podcast wouldn't be anything without a, a weird sound from Ash. Ash, it's, this is this is your <laughs> weekly Ash weird sound effect. Okay, I will say this. If anyone knows of it, please link it to me. I want a stuffy of that bear. Oh, I yeah, the demon the bear. bear. I yes. want to cuddle that demon bear. I, I want to cuddle the demon bear, too. I liked the demon bear. I would bear. name it something cute like Steven. <laughs> Steven the demon bear. Steven the demon bear. I would love that. Uh, the jack-in-the-box is absolutely terrifying. Oh, God, yeah. And the jack-in-the-box actually takes out Jordan. Yep, it eats her. It eats her. Uh, Stevie... I could totally be wrong. One of them might be Jordan. The other one might be Stevie. Okay. It takes out one of the girls. Right. Um, I'm like, uh, it takes out one of the girls. But that scene where it opens its mouth. <sighs> no, thanks. That was terrifying. Hard pass. Yeah. Uh, and then there's the evil angel of like, just with like the weird, like satanic markings on her face too. Um, and then, actually, I don't think the Christmas bear appears till the, when they're downstairs. Yeah. And actually, oh, so... Oh, and then there's the, the, the robot. Mm-hmm. The one that stabs sexy in the back a bunch of times. Yep. So, a fun fact about that demon angel thing with the satanic markings, uh-huh. that is actually a legit, like, that is actually, like, a legitimate thing that happens with Krampus. Like, that's one of the... Oh, my God. Yeah. Because, like, when you go to, like, Krampus knocked, you know, like, the Krampus run or, you know, um... Chris if you're and... questioning right now if Ash has been to any of these, the answer is yes, 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 and yes. <laughs> yep. In fact, like, I went to one uh, two years ago with my fiancé, Chris, and one of his old co-workers, Avery, which was, like, it was called Krampstein, and it was Rammstein Krampus <gasps> Band, and it's fucking amazing. Why did you not invite me to this? Next year we'll go, because I, uh, I wanted to do a whole siren strip to do it anyway. Oh, this is probably when I was out of town. Yeah. Oh, damn it. But anyway, so, Krampstein, Ram, you know, Rammstein, Krampus band awesomeness. Um, oh, yeah. But they have a Krampus parade. Yeah, it's like, because I remember the film was supposed to come out on a different day originally. Like, it was supposed to come out, like, in November. And they ended up, like, against the advice of the theaters, it came out on January, or on December 16th. Yeah. Which is the day of Krampus throughout, like, most mm-hmm. of Europe. Yeah, that is, that is actual Krampus night. Um, which is the night of Krampus. And yes. Don't yeah, piss so off the fucker. Demon Angel thing is actually one of his minions or whatever. Oh, God. Yeah, so there were... At Krampstein, at there were quite a few of those demon angel things. And before this movie came out, I was just like, okay, I don't know what that thing is, but it's a cool costume. Hey, look, there's another Krampus guy. And then later on when the movie came out, I was like, but this movie wasn't out yet. Oh. Okay. 
Yep. That's a thing. So that's a thing. Yeah. So the demon angel thing. Okay. Uh, yeah. That demon angel thing, like, that was just creepy. Yep. It was real fucking creepy. And then they get downstairs. And, uh, they said, oh, God, it's not Petunia. Petunia is the name of John Mulaney's French Bulldog. Rosie. Yes, Rosie. Rosie. I don't oh, know why I went Rosie. to John Mulaney's Petunia. Because John Mulaney. It is John Mulaney. But it's Rosie. Hey, Rosie, Petunia, like, there's a connection there. <laughs> They're uh, flower. They're both flowers. They se- yeah, they send Rosie in. And-, and Rosie fucking takes down the jack-in-the-box. Yeah. Because it falls through the ceiling. She also takes down a few of the gingerbreads. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot. Totally. In this scene, while all this stuff is going up, like, happening upstairs in the attic, which, by the way, all this happens because the two dumb fucking sisters think they hear Beth from the attic. Okay. Why the fuck would Beth be in the attic? Yeah. When the fuck would have Beth gotten home? And yeah, why y'all the fuck never saw now? Beth go, like, come home. Y'all were in the living room. Beth never went through the door. But they're like, Beth, you're upstairs? And I'm like, oh my god. That's Don't it. go die. in the attic, you dumb fucks. That's it. Die. Die. If you two do not know to, like, follow the sound of the weird, slightly similar, but not hey quite. Hey guys, I'm up here. Jordan, oh. Stevie, come up here. It's totally Beth and not Krampus. I'm totally here. It's fine. No, I normally talk like this. Come and play with me. You don't follow that fucking voice. Yeah, no. So you know what, Jordan and Stevie, I don't care about your lives anymore. Just like your brother, you're idiots. But Howard, who already got bit by Krampus on the leg, he's already an injured man. Uh, Yeah, because he... He uh, gets bit the first time they go out when they're looking for Beth. He's injured. Remember, his leg's all wrapped up. Right. I just remember if he got bit or if it was actually a bear trap. But I mean, he thinks it was a bear trap. But yeah, it makes I think sense. he's trying to convince the kids yeah. it was a bear trap. Uh, he, he goes up against three, like, fucking lethal-ass gingerbread men. Yeah. I will admit that the shot of him shotgunning, like, the gingerbread man in half Oh yeah, amazing. <laughs> I didn't know I needed that in my life until I shot, saw a gingerbread man get shotgunned while like, and it's so like die hard actiony. Mm-hmm. Like the gingerbread man is like, Aah! oh yeah, slow motion slow gingerbread motion, man, like jumping in the air with his little weapon, and then like. Was, uh, and like there were a couple moments where there was a couple like he also did a couple like matrix moves too yeah, because you just see the like slow motion bullets whizzing past him before it hits him so he's literally on the matrix bend backwards and then finally gets hit by one and it's just it's amazing okay guys what if we're all in the matrix and ginger men, gingerbread men are running the world <laughs> this is my new cult theory our world, I'll take it our world is run by sentient evil gingerbread men <laughs> Since apparently those fuckers can dodge bullets. Mm-hmm. So instead of red and blue pills, it's those little like button candies. Will you have the red <laughs> button candy or the blue button candy? Not my gumdrop button. <laughs> oh god. Um, so uh, at this point, uh, they're all being attacked. I think they all rally. And that's when uh, the elves come in. 
Oh, the elves. Oh my god, those... Okay, up until this point, everything had been kind of funny. Krampus was creepy. Nothing really... I don't know what it is. Like, one of them's got a plague doctor mask on. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a tragedy and a comedy mask. One of them's got, like, a baby doll mask. But the elves legitimately creeped me out in this film. Yeah. They just... They had such a look of, like, something I don't want to fucking come across in a, like, dark alley. Yeah, no. I mean, hell, they kind of reminded me a little bit of the leprechaun. Like, just, you, you didn't want to cross that. Oh, You're like, like no, the, the, no the thanks. smaller hunched kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was not fun. And, uh, they take out Howard and, uh, Aunt Dorothy. They just yeah. strip, take them out. Yep. R.I.P. Aunt Dorothy. You know, she goes out like a badass. Yeah. She's like, what the fuck are you think you're gonna do, huh? You rip her out, but it's like, alright, you know what, you still went down like fighting. Yeah. And fun fact about Aunt Dorothy. Yes? I actually met the actress, Conchata Farrell. Ooh! Yep. Wasn't and she in uh, Two and a Half Men as yep. well? She was in Two and a Half Men. That's she where I remember her. Charlie Sheen's mom, or Charlie Sheen's uh, maid. Maid. And uh, she was also Helen in another one of our favorite Christmas movies, Edward Scissorhands. <gasps> oh, I have not seen Edward Scissorhands in so long. Oh my god, I keep forgetting how many. Also, interesting fact, when I was in another Christmas film, Never Ending Story 2. Yep. <laughs> I always forget the fact that, because also Never Ending Story 1 is so traumatizing and Never Ending Story 2 is so fun. There's not a lot of connection between those films. One's so happy and the other one's... The, 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 no, we're just not going to talk yeah. about it. But yeah, she's pretty much Aunt Dorothy. Like, Oh, God. Yeah, complete total bitch to everyone else, like everyone else, but like to all the employees at the pet store I used to work at in Hollywood, she fucking loved us. Like she would, every time she came in, she's like, oh, hey guys, how's it going? Like we'd help her out. She would chat with us or whatever, but like... Anyone who got in her way, because she would come in there with a the mission, she's like, I'm here to get my dog food, I'm here to, my dogs are here to get their treats, that's not, it. I'm sorry, if, if that woman walked up to me with, like, a dog and was like, excuse me, you fucking move. Yeah. <laughs> you move. You move for Conchata. Conchata don't move for you. You move for Conchata. I'm sorry, was, was Conchata the reason why we never actually saw Krampus until Conchata left? Is it because Conchata is Krampus? <gasps> We never saw them in the same room together. They were never in the same room together. <laughs> Conchata is Krampus. Um, but yeah, like, she, I remember, like, one time this guy, like, bumped into her and she was just, like, she gave him, like, this dirty-ass look and she's like, the fuck is your problem? He was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> Let me grovel up my feet. I'm sorry, ma'am. But yeah, she's a complete, total badass and she's awesome, just like her character Aunt Dorothy. Aw, Awesome. So then they realize uh, they can't stay in the house. Yeah. So they go to leave and uh, Omi. Yeah, that's Omi. when Omi. That's when Omi dies. Omi stays behind and like gets them all to leave. They come up with the idea of like getting in the snowplow, and they're gonna leave and they're gonna run. And it's one of the sisters, Max, Grace, Linda, and Sexy. And Omi like stays behind and. Is like, I love you, and, like, sacrifices herself for Krampus and goes inside his little sack where you see an evil nutcracker. But I, I, I got super sad because she was... It's Omi. Everybody had an Omi growing up. You mm -hmm. never want to see your grandma get 
taken by an evil Santa sack. Yeah. That's that's also a new phrase. Santa sack. <laughs> yep. No. Yep. Alliterations. Santa's sack. Yep. This is what I'm here for. Random, really naughty alliterations. Um, so then they're trying to get to the snow plow. And then we have Santa, and he's done this once before. He turns into, like, a motherfucking, uh, tremor. Yep. Or, uh... Goes underground and just, like... He does the tremor thing when yeah, you see where it come you up. just see the... Graboids. The, like, Graboids, that's what they're called. Yeah. You, you know, you see the, the track of the snow going... Yeah, turns into a motherfucking tremor. And then sucks them into the snow. Just like a tremor. Yep. It's snow tremor. Where is Kevin Bacon when you need him? Just the very end of the film, Kevin Bacon, but, like, in his Tremors 1 outfit with, like, the wife beater and the cowboy <laughs> shows up. Get off the ground! Get off the ground! It's <laughs> <laughs> my joke to myself. Uh, and Sexy sexy goes out first. Yeah. And he goes out like a, a brave, noble, handsome... I'm going to save my family... <sighs> Kisses his wife one last time and then dies heroically. <sighs> <sighs> and we're back. <laughs> yeah. We went to our happy place, yep. which is just Adam Scott. Adam <laughs> Scott. You know what? I'm sorry. This is weird. I would be turned on by Adam Scott reading me game instructions. Mm-hmm. Like, a board game instruction being read by Adam Scott to me. I'd be like, tell me more what I do on round two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry. Since, Brino, we're going with the Christmas theme, I'm kind of, I'm imagining him in, like, the, like, not the Santa suit, but, like, the open shirt, like, open coat, oh. the boots, the pants, bearskin rug, fire behind him. He's got this little Santa sack behind him, and he's just like... His... Santa sack? Yes, his Santa sack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like, Merry Christmas. You want to like, get in his Santa sack? Oh, I do want to get in his Santa sack. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yes. Santa sack. Um, and then, uh, Linda and Grace French go out, like, back to back, which is kind of cool, because, like, they both kind of start off as, like, not-so-great moms, not-so-great sisters, and they end up dying as good sisters and good moms. Mm-hmm. So, you know, good character progression in this film. Very good character progression. Um, and then Jordan, Stevie, the living twin, gets <laughs> taken out. And then Max goes and finds the the Krampus festivities. Yes, where all of the elves are jumping around a... Fire pit. Fire pit. And also, you get to see, like, I don't, like, they're, like, more like rams. Mm-hmm. But they're, like, undead, evil, giant rams? Yeah. His, uh, Krampus his reindeer. reindeer. Yeah. Which are really badass looking. Yeah, I was, like, watching them, like, I paused it just to, like, look at them, and I was like, damn, they are fucking cool looking. Like, they're really fucking badass. Uh, then Max comes and Max says like, he's gonna be brave and tell Saint Krampus he wants his family back. And blah, 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 blah. he's like, oh, I want my family back. I'm sorry, I ripped up my Santa note and I everything believe is, in yeah. Christmas. I believe. Any there WWE listeners out there? I believe. <laughs> 
and it zooms in on Krampus's face, which, fun fact... Yeah, you didn't know this. Yeah. You never actually see Krampus's actual face in the movie. Yes, you see a face, but it's, he's wearing, all you see is his mouth and his eyes. He's actually wearing a, like, kind of creepy Santa-looking mask, Mm -hmm. which originally I thought was his face. Like, I thought that was how they were portraying Krampus, was this, like, kind of creepy-looking Santa. The the director actually said in an interview that it was done on purpose, because he wanted everybody... Uh, how everybody imagines Santa differently. He wanted everybody to kind of have that with Krampus. Of Krampus looks a different way to you. Like now after this year, Kurt Russell is Santa. Have you not seen Christmas Chronicle? Oh, yeah, yeah. Kurt Russell is now Santa. Kurt Russell will now always be Santa. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've given up. That is, that, is, that is my version of Santa. Skate from New York. Skate from L.A. Escape from the North Pole. Yep. That's my, that's, that's my Santa. Uh, and now the, the interesting thing about, oh, so then, uh, Max gets thrown into, like, a lava pit that Krampus creates. Yeah, it's almost like a hell, like, it, it literally. It looks like hell. Yeah, it's like the Sunnydale hell mouth. Like, the, yeah. s- the snow literally opens up, like, you see a crack happening and they're shaking. The and hell mouth is open. The elves are jumping up and I'm like, wah, wah, Yes, I was making... Oh my god, that was a glorious face. I'm sad I was not recording that face. And my hands were going up. Um, but yeah, so the elves are happy, the hell mouth opens, and down goes Max. Max. Now, uh, after that, the film is open to, like, really, really big interpretation. Because the next thing in the film is actually Christmas morning. Everyone's alive, gathered around the Christmas tree. Everyone's, like, having fun. No one's fighting. It's, right. It's everyone's a... happy. It's what Max wanted for Christmas. And then Max opens up his gift, and it's the Krampus bell. Which, actually, in uh, Austrian, it means season greetings from Krampus. Yeah. Was gone, er, was gone Krampus, I think it was? Yes, it's like, was gone Krampus. Yeah. Oh, which actually means season greeting Krampus. And then everyone, like, in the room kind of gets that, like, oh, shit, look. Yeah. And then it pans out to, like, a room with Krampus, and there's a bunch of snow globes. And, uh, the film is kind of, like, intentionally left ambiguous. And so I was really curious about, like, the three different versions of the ending. So the first one is, uh, This is Hell. Hmm. Literally, from the time Krampus got there to Christmas morning, they are doomed to repeat for, like, all eternity. Hmm. Okay. The second version is, uh, this is actually Max's view of heaven. So because Max stood up, this is heaven, but it's, like, Groundhog's Day heaven. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, it's Gross Vom Krampus. Oh. That is our Austrian lesson for the day. (laughs) So the second theory is it's, uh, heaven, but it's, like, a looped heaven. And the third version that I actually like, and uh, it's the one people tend to go with, is the idea that all those events actually happen, but because of Max's redemption, he, because a big thing about Krampus' stories is at the very end, if, like, whoever summoned him redeems, he kind of takes back what he did. And a big thing in the film is you don't actually see anybody die. People get taken by Krampus. There's no blood, there's no guts, there's no, like, head slicing. People just get taken. Yeah. He, what he would do, the naughty children, is he would take, he would 
lure them in uh, with his birch, and he would literally pick them up and put them in his giant sack that he wore on his back, which was a basket. Yeah, I literally have it. It's over there. I have the Krampus pop. Mm-hmm. And it's got a little kid in the back. Um, but yeah, so uh, the idea is, like, the, the one that's the most common is uh, he's forgiven this family because Max stood up, Max understood, but he's kind of always now watching them. Mm-hmm. Like, you're on permanent Krampus probation. Yeah. And it's, I really liked the ending of this, like, the, the ending of this movie was also another one of my favorite scenes. Because, so it, like you said, it, you know, open after he gets sucked into the hell mouth, it opens up on happy family during Christmas time. He gets the bell. That's what I want to make sure you know. Everyone looks at the bell like, oh shit, Gross von Krampus, greetings from Krampus, oh god. Oh god. Um. It was real. And then it slowly zooms out on the family, zooms out of the house. You see the snowy scene, and you see a snow globe that he literally sets down. You see the Krampus hand. And there's, there's like, hundreds of them Yeah, there's hundreds of snow globes, which, that's kind of his basket. Oh. So you're going with the idea that he's, like, taken everyone, in, in especially, like, in this town. Not necessarily the town. But that like, family. Well, no, like, because if you look at it, like, it's, he's in a, like, it's not just, like, the shelf. He's in a room full of these snow globes. Yeah. So, I don't imagine, I can't imagine that that's just the town. That's probably all of the towns, all of the families that he's, like, he probably, like, he, he lives in his basket of snow globes. Like, so do the, you think in towns he goes after everybody or he finds, like, one particular family and takes that, like, particular family? Like, the worst of the worst, because that family was real fucking dysfunctional. I I think it's probably the worst of the worst family. So you're with the theory that, like, and they are perpetually in that snow globe they can never escape. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he'll watch them, but, like, you know, even, like, they may have some sort of redemption, but, you know, like you, like you said, he's forever watching that family. So... In your opinion, do they exist outside the snow globe now, or is, like, they're always going to be on Christmas morning repeating this loop now in this snow globe trapped? Like, how you said he would put the kids in the sack. Mm -hmm. How he almost took that family, that house, that Christmas, put it in a snow globe, and now has them forever. Yeah. I mean, granted, I don't think they perpetually, like, live Christmas morning on a loop. Okay. But, like, that's basically him kind of watching that family like the snow globe scene could change like you know it could be him literally watching their family through the snow globe they don't know they're in a snow globe i think that the idea that they're perpetually in a snow globe on christmas morning is possibly one of those terrifying ends to a horror film Mm -hmm. like if you were on a loop for christmas eve on a snow globe and you go outside and you're like oh Fuck. It literally would just snow to a point you couldn't get past it, mm-hmm. probably. Which is just fucking terrifying. Um, oh, also, I had another point that I thought was cool that I forgot to bring up earlier. When Krampus comes down the chimney. Oh, yeah. To get to Omi, uh, he comes down head first, like hands and head first. And St. Nicholas, Santa, is always seen coming feet first. And I just thought that was an interesting, like little dichotomy mm-hmm. of Santa versus Krampus. Yeah, and I also think it was because, like, it, thinking about that scene, it's also probably because, like, if you saw the feet 
because he's wearing boots. He doesn't. You don't see like cloven hooves or anything. No, like you that. see you cloven do? hooves. Yeah, because they mention it first in the snow when they're at Stephen's house. Oh, that's right. You see the hoof tracks. You see yeah. the hoof tracks. You see the hoof tracks also when Beth is below the car. Yeah. Yes, they are giant hooves. But yeah, I guess if you saw hooves. Also, that scene with Omi, he's got that weird, long, like, kiss tongue going. That was, like, the Krampus weird... tongue? Yeah. <laughs> Alright, uh, so since Mina isn't here, she can't do her, so we're gonna do the Bechdel test. Yeah. Um, I definitely think this film, the, the scene between the mom and the daughters, mm-hmm. between the daughters, between the two sisters, uh, they had a scene with the two sisters talking about that was mom's angel, you kept everything... The sisters have multiple conversations that obviously have nothing to do with boys. The mom and the sister. I, I feel like because this is a family film, or it takes place to do with families, yeah. this is not a family no, film. No, Do not show this to your children. Unless they are older and can, you know, they've kind of believe, they've kind of realized that Santa doesn't exist. If they're at that age, fine, sure, sure watch it with your family. Like, this 15. Ha- I feel like... 15 is a good age to watch this. I wouldn't watch it with, like, my five-year-old. God, no. No, no. I'm saying, like, if you are a terrible person, like, there are certain levels of hell, and a level of hell you are going to is showing this to your kid before they realize Santa isn't real. Yeah. (laughs) That's Um, not even the special hell where people, like, people that talk in the movie theaters go to. Yeah. People that talk in the theaters. Because God never said anything about kneecaps. (laughs) Uh. Uh. But, so I think it very much does pass the Bechdel test in mm-hmm. terms of, like, good female relationships. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Uh, so, Ash, what is your rating, though, of the film? 5.5, just because I am, ah! I, I, sexy's in it, it's one of my favorite, just, it's, it talks about one of, you know, my favorite Christmas stories, in a, in a sense. That's, that's, you've now learned what Ash's secret Christmas story is. No, it's not something cute. It's an evil horned god, and this is why we love her. <laughs> um, so yeah, sexy's in it. Favorite Christmas tradition story, whatever you want to call it. And just fucking amazing effects, storyline, just all around 5.5. Love this movie. Alright, I will actually give this film, I think, my first. I think this five. is your second five. My second five? Well, second yeah. five. I think I gave five something else. But, uh, I'm going to give this one five. I love this film. It, it does exactly what it set out to. It's not super terrifying. It's a dark comedy. Yeah, it is definitely a dark comedy. It, it is a dark comedy. Um, I guess that's maybe why I'm a little bit easier to give this a five than, like, a straight horror film a five. Mm-hmm. If you're a straight horror, then you need to be... You're the thing or you're nothing. Um, but uh, it does so great. The whole cast, by the end of it, everyone has a character. It, it just, it does everything it needs to. It's great. It's amazing. It's fun. It's a fun fucking horror film. It is. It really is. I fucking love it. I I fucking love it, though. Um... The fact that sexy's in it doesn't hurt, mm-hmm. but also just like any shot of Krampus, you could turn into a poster and I would buy it. Yeah. Like the design for Krampus is so fucking cool. I love it. 
And that's that's rare that like I I love movie monsters, but it's rare I find a movie monster that I'm like this is life. Yeah. And Krampus definitely is. I think one of my favorite movie posters for Krampus is I think there was two. One of which was um it was just the bell that said um Grassbaum Krampus and you're like, "Okay, it's just a bell. What does that mean? I don't know." But my favorite poster was the one of the ending scene where he's holding the snow globe. So you just see his kind of like gnarled, long, Krampus-like fingers with the Santa sleeve slightly over it and just holding the snow globe with the family, the house inside of it. Um, Apparently there was a lot of different posters that actually did come out for it. I, I don't know what they were. Um, but a big thing apparently they did is in all the different posters, they constantly changed up where Krampus was. Hmm. Yeah, so there was like eight different versions of, I guess, they had a poster that was... Yeah, there's a, and I was actually looking it up on IMDb to find um, when it was first there's made. There's a bunch of different posters, but apparently they kept moving Krampus yeah. around in that. And I thought that was just really cool and really, really creepy. Yeah, another one of the posters, the one I saw on IMDb, was... It was a snowy kind of like house in the like in the snowy fog, uh-huh. and you just see his shadow on top of the Ooh. the like when he's hopping from roof to roof. That so was so he was just creepy. like arched and like in mid hop, and you just see like the horns. It was just super creepy. I'm like, oh my god, this is awesome. See, I feel like that's what I really like about Krampus about this film is it's that fun creepy. Mm-hmm. It's that like really cool like. Um... But if, like, Edward Scissorhands and a lot of, like, that style of, um, like, the old monster films, Hammerfall, stuff like that, mm-hmm. where it's creepy and it's cool, but it's like, ooh, you're so, like, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yes, exactly. You can watch that film in every other scene. I'm like, ooh, ah, ooh, It's so ah. pretty. It's so awesome. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, I love this design. Oh, I love this. Yes. Are there films, are there parts of film that are legitimately creepy? Yes. But it's aesthetically, it's, Krampus is a goth film. Yeah. It is goth in that way of, like, it is just creepy and spooky and fun. Yeah. Kind of like, we you mentioned Bram Stoker's Dracula. You know, one of the scenes that completely fits that is the scene where Lucy's getting raped by Dracula as a werewolf. Yes. Like, it's, it's so pretty. It's so pretty, it's but it's wee. creepy and terrifying oh, at yeah, all the same time. Oh, yeah, you don't see this. Yeah, you're like, I, I... It's so pretty and so amazing, but oh god, like yeah, it's it's, it's very much got that feeling too. And it. that's that's what this movie has. It, it has that like oh my god, it's so amazing to look at, but oh god, that's disturbing. Yes, very much so. Um, so we've mentioned this before. We're actually going to be taking a little New Year's break. Okay, we'll be gone for about three weeks, give or take. Um, yeah. we'll be back the twenty seventh, twenty second. Sorry, twenty second. We'll be back the twenty second of January. Um, and we'll be continuing with our first season, and we'll be doing more horror. Uh, we gotta, we gotta work off and like sleep off our our Christmas and New Year's like feasting, just like the rest of you mortals. Yep. Just, I mean, you know, we we have eaten quite a few <clears throat> food. 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 We 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 ate food. a lot of food. 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 We use the word food. Yes. We don't say victim. We say food. Food. Yes. We we've eaten quite a lot of food. Um, we've unwrapped and ravaged many presents and gifts. Oh, yes, and, 
uh, a bit of merriment and Yule tried cheer or whiskey, as I like to call it, <laughs> has been imbibed. Uh, but we wish all of you from the bottom of our hearts that have been listening to this podcast so very much. A merry, merry Christmas, a happy new year. Thank you so much for coming on this journey with us for the past few months. And we cannot wait to hear from you guys again. Yeah, thank you guys again, like Ella said, so much for everything you guys do. You guys are amazing fans. Um, those of you who have met, you know, have gotten the privilege to meet some of us, you guys... <laughs> it's sh- a privilege. It is. It's a privilege to meet the sirens. <laughs> um, you guys are constantly sharing on your own Facebook feeds, like, hey, check out this new podcast, and we we appreciate it so much, and... If, if you can give us anything, if there's one present we can ask for on Christmas, it is going to be to like, follow, share. Sharing is really how we kind of get the word out about this podcast. Um, share it to your friends. Share it to horror fans. Like, share it to your neighbor. If you meet someone on the side street and they say they like horror, recommend us. They don't have to like us. They don't have to listen to us. But the more we get out there, the more content we can come to you. And there's going to be a lot of new and exciting content in mm-hmm. the new year. And we can't wait to share that with you. And um, I would actually like to give out a shout out to one of our newer fans. <clears throat> I got the privilege of meeting her at DesignerCon. And Ooh. I was like, super excited to meet her. Um, Disasterina. She, is, she was one of the drag queens on mine and Ella's favorite show, Dragula. It's so good! She followed us, she follows us, she subscribed <gasps> to us, she listens to our podcast, and I just want to give a shout out to you, Disasterina. Merry Christmas to both you and your wife. Oh my you god. You guys are amazing. For some reason, Ash decided not to give me this information until I'm, like, being recorded, so I can't, like, scream at the top of my lungs. <laughs> but, ah, ah, oh my god, you're so pretty and so gothic and so awesome, ah. Okay, I'm gonna go back to actually being a professional now. Um, well, I think that's about it. We'll let you guys hopefully not get scooped up by Krampus. Yes. But as always... Good. Bad. We're the girls with the mic. Alright, try not to get eaten tonight, everybody. Bye-bye.